You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion analysis of every Premier League match week and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are the topics for today's show. Analysis of Man City's first match of the season in their 3-1 win at Wolves, Villa's great start against Sheffield United, Chelsea making it official in signing Edward Mendy and what it means for Kepa, and a preview of the key match of match day three, Liverpool versus Arsenal. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. At the theater, more than the movies come to life. Movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. <laughs> Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. All right, Robbie. Wolves mm. one, Man City three. A little bit of a different yeah. looking Man City, Rob, with Rodri and Fernandinho in midfield. Yeah. I think we all mm. know about the attacking play of, of Kevin De Bruyne. He was brilliant again, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the game? Um, I was impressed with City generally. Um, take a 15, 20 minutes spell in the second half. We'll talk about that. But I thought serious intent, game face, looked at it. When you think it's their first game of the season, Rob, and I, and I was thinking... Liverpool's first game didn't particularly go plan against Leeds. Chelsea's first game, they won against Brighton, but didn't probably control. Manchester United's first game against Crystal Palace, they lose at home. Spurs' first game home, they lose. Um, So in terms of first games, people getting fit as the first three or four games of the season start, Mm -hmm. uh, all looking eyes on City in terms of where are they in in this sort of chase to win their title back. I thought it was a very, very good day. When you consider what Wolves did to them last year, Rob, Wolves, yeah. Wolves beat Man City twice, yeah. scored five goals, I think it was, in two games. Mm. Um, I mean, they still looked dangerous in the second yeah. half. City still did concede a goal, yet it, it, it looked a little bit more secure. Do you mm. think 
the shape of Rodri and Fernandinho is just temporary, Rob, for this game or for, for injuries they've got right now? Or is it something that Pep might use again? I think it's something that Pep might use again. I mean, where Wolves have had success, where teams we've seen, whether it's Leon in the Champions League or, you know, domestically, when they haven't quite been at it. It's it's that counter-attack, when they, 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 they turn the ball over. Now, to have two sitters who can pretty much get out to the wide positions and block off space and, and slow down the opposition, and then Kevin De Bruyne really, with no defensive responsibility, can go and make things happen. I thought he was, he was outstanding again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that might be something he uses, especially in big games, especially where he feels teams might have dangers. I think that's something we might see again. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I, it looks solid. Um, yeah. John Stones and uh, Nathan Ake defensively. We know yeah. there's some issues with the virus, unfortunately, for, for I think three of their players, Laporte being one of them, Rob. Yeah. Um, how do you think John Stones, we've talked a lot about John Stones, Rob, and, and mm. he hasn't been the player that we, no. we expected. Mm. Him and alongside Nathan Ake, Pretty sound. Didn't look too bad. Looked sound. Looked solid. Ake was without being spectacular. Fitted into a job. Actually, think with Ake. I want to throw this one at you. I think there could be times maybe if Laporte comes back and Stones can continue to play, could stick Nathan Ake out on that left side, Mm. almost left back to become a three when City have it and let Kyle Walker go on the opposite side. Yeah, uh, because of that left foot. I still feel Mendy's is is. I'm not 100% trusting in him and Zinchenko when they play. So I just wonder if that might be something Pep might might steer towards. But John Stones was interesting, I thought. Looked a little bit better. Concentration. Got caught in the second half, uh, ball watching. Got caught behind once or twice. Um, but again, I just thought there was a better John Stones. What did you think? I, I thought... Listen, I, I don't know whether he's going to get a lot better, Rob, to be honest with you. I, I think the protection was good. That's why mm. a lot of drama defensively. You've got two really good players in front of you that protect really well. Did that yeah. help them? I think it probably did. We'll see. We'll see. If I, 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 I had a question for you, Mossy. I, I was thinking, I was doing a little bit of taking a few notes, thinking about John Stones and where he is and what. And I kind of thought, thought to myself, and I, I want to ask you the question because I have my own answer. Choice for a centre half spot. You're a ambitious team with, with one centre-back to pick. You can have John Stones or you can have Harry Maguire. Who would you take? Maguire. See, I go the other way. I go Stones. How can you say that? I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you why I can say it. He's, a, he's got so many bricks in him, Rob. More upside in, in John Stones than there is in Harry Maguire. John, if you can get John Stones playing to capacity, I think John Stones' capacity is bigger than Harry Maguire. John Stones has won a title. Like it or not, protected or not, has won a title. Harry Evans. I just think one-on-ones, he's, he's got enough of the ticks that I would want for my centre-back if I can get his head right. I'm working on his head. John Stones is a ball-playing centre-back. He plays for maybe the, the one of the greatest coaches ever of, of mm. total football. He mm. has not been able to excel and be the player that was expected in mm. Pep's great Man City yeah. team. Well, well you say he can never be that player. Is that it now? We're done with him. Is it, you know, is he, was I right when I said he's the new Phil Jones or is, is it, are we giving him <laughs> another chance? Could he come back pre-season? Could he have looked at his way? 
Could he thought about things? Could he mentally say, you know what? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I'm, I'm just saying it's been a few seasons now yeah. where, yeah. you know, Pep's not not trusted him enough. I mean, mm. he's played other, so many people in front of him. Listen, yeah. of course, like if he's had a good few weeks of pre-season and the manager really wants to get get him a go alongside Nathan Ake, let's mm. see how he goes. I just, yeah. you know, I, I know Maguire's not had a great time. I just think general consistency, aerial ability, he's good on the ball coming out with it as is John Stones, but less mistakes. I, I, I would take Maguire. And I'd, I'd listen, John Stones, when you look at him, Rob, he's flipping over six yeah. feet tall. He's yeah. brilliant. He's got it all, he? He's got it all. Everything. He's got yeah. everything. And when you talk about upside, I agree with that. But where has the upside? Is, he, is there any more upside? There should mm. be upside, but it doesn't feel yeah. like he's fulfilled it. Um, but interesting. Yeah. yeah. Chuck that, that one in early on, haven't you? Yeah. Cat amongst the pigeons. Let's liven this thing up. In terms of City, um, Phil Foden, Rob, came in and, and looks... I heard somebody say, so I'm not going to nick the line, but he said, I heard somebody saying that what Phil Foden will give you is the football. He's not going to quite be David Silva, or certainly, you know, that's what he's got to aspire to. But he will bring you goals. He'll be a bit more hungrier for goals than maybe David Silva was. He wants to go and finish as well. I mean, his return's been good. I saw in, in 33 starts he's had for City... Been involved in 22 goals, scoring 10, scoring 12, and assisting in 10. Mm. So he, he he likes to get in the box and finish as well, which I, I like about him. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why Pep, he played him kind of higher in this position. Yeah. He played him as one of the front three, Rob, you know, mm. not, not in the right hand side. Yeah. The right hand side. And, and it was kind of where he played against um, against Wolves. Um, just yeah. on the other side. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think you make a good point there. And I think that that's something that that City and Pep demands off his attacking mm. player to get involved and, and yeah. a little bit different to David Silva, yeah. Another another player that's, that's always in the goals and brilliant player, is he a little off, Raheem Sterling? Is he a little off, Rob? Um, Not quite I suppose he's talking of the very high standards that he's now set himself yeah. at the things. You would say yes. Now, again, how much football has he had, how fit he is, all yeah. that stuff that we can say about players. Um, a bit like I would say Trent Alexander-Arnold was off the first time saw him at Leeds and one or two others. I think we've got to give him a little bit of, of space. You know, Marcus Rashford didn't quite look good to play until, I mean, he scored a goal in the League Cup last night, which I think will do him good. I think it might take a week or two, Rob, before we yeah. can start sort of saying yeah. where players are at. But I know mm. what you mean, just in terms of a couple of those little things just working for him and not quite fitting mm. in, into the same place. Mm. I've got one more question for you. And, and this is my this is where my mind goes all, all craziness. Kevin De Bruyne is you know without doubt the, one of the best players in the Premier League, voted best best player last season. Beautiful passing, assisting goals, vision, the full lot. Every now and then, when Kevin De Bruyne goes down, up, he's like heavy, like <laughs> heavy boned. Did you see in the game where he went over on his ankle? And it almost Not, looked like he just came down. He goes down once or twice a season with something that looks like he's going to pull his, he's going to do his knee, he's going to do his ankle. <laughs> do, you, uh, do, do you know what I mean in him? That everything's so good and so, you know, he smashes the ball in and he's a brilliant player. He goes in for some challenges and he doesn't fall very gracefully. He's like a heavy <laughs> faller. <laughs> I just so what? So what's the point? The point? What you worry that he might? That he I might, I'm worried that in every season he's a he might be Harry Kane-esque. There might be an injury, and I don't know how long. It might be three or four weeks on a good time. It might be three or four months 
on a bad time. Yeah. You go, just go to a gymnast and learn how to fall or something, or do some <laughs> Pilates or yoga and get a bit nimble. He's, he's not very heavy. nimble. Not very pliable. He's not pliable. He's, he, he bangs off the floor, and I just worry about him every time I see him go down. <laughs> that last thing, interesting. <laughs> last thing, and it's, back, it's, it's again, it's a bit about the defensive side of it. I looked on yeah. our, in our studio, we've got a big tactical camera. Yeah. Um, it's great for looking at, you know, big picture mm. when City attack him. Yeah. When they were attacking in this game, Rob, and maybe again, it's just Wolves and maybe it's a one-off. Yeah. They had, they had the two boys in midfield plus three yeah. of the back four back. They, yeah. they had, they had, a, 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 I thought more of a defensive focus mm. than I've yeah. seen before from a pep yeah. team for a while. Now, I'm just mm. chucking in as, our, as my yeah. last thought on City that with the Champions League, with the FA Cup, with mm. key games, that that they really needed to win. It, it, I just wonder if Pep is going to approach this season, Rob, a little differently. Of course, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. little bit more respect for the opposition and when the football isn't quite spot on. Yeah. If the turnover comes, yeah. we, you know, we can stay in games. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Something yeah. as well we can look for over the coming weeks just to get a sense of maybe you know. When he first came into English football, I think he, he, he tweaked one or two things for that first year, got mm. it right the second, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that. Let's move to the, to the, to the other game, Rob, of, of, on Monday. Aston Villa, Sheffield United. It was, um, remember, the first game back in uh, Project Restart when Villa got the fortune of not having the ball over the line. The goal de- uh, decision system didn't work for them then. They didn't need that help then. I, I, again, I... Um, I was quite pleased with what I saw about Aston Villa. It seems to me Villa have learnt lessons from last season, Rob. I think defensively they're better. Mm. The goalkeeper has come in, is not going to mm. make the mistakes that Nilon makes. Probably, you know, in terms of uh, Pepe Reina wasn't quite on, on, on top of his game for a number of times. I think with Concer and Mings, these, 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 are, these are sort of back three there that gives you a good base. I, I, I quite like what I see from Villa. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think we saw from the restart, Rob, definitely defensively, yeah, much better. Not the big numbers of goals mm. that, that was for the, for the first two-thirds of the season. I yeah. see Tara Mings just signed a new contract, Rob. Oh, um, yeah. I like Matty Cash, the new fullback. Yeah, the new fullback. Yeah. He's going to get forward, swing, swing. Yeah, forward. Solid, don't they? Yeah, yeah they, they've made signings. Mm. Um, and this is something I thought of before the season started, like they needed quality, not quantity. So many yeah. new players last year, yeah. um, but it was so huge for them to stay in the division because mm-hmm. Dean Smith said in an interview, listen, if we stay up, our owners will go again with yeah. money. And yeah. that's what you're saying, Rob. You know, Ollie Watkins, of course, is going to be such a key, important player. Yeah. And whether he can score in the oh, Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, go to Troy is another player that mm. will probably play on the right-hand side, give threat to... So Trezeguet and uh, yeah. Al Ghazi, I think, from that right hand side. Greedish has signed a new contract. That they, they are they're developing, and to be honest, they're spending. For me, they're spending their way to yeah. safety and to, yeah. you know, of course, it's not. It won't be easy, but mm. I'm just getting a better feeling. Goalkeeper makes a penalty save. You yeah, know. yeah, good I, keeper. I, good business, that is. Yeah, I, I kind of like like, like yeah. what they did and like what they're doing in the transfer market. I talked about, I think as well, the, the spirit of the football club, I think when they come through the playoffs a couple of years ago, when they stay up last season on the last day, don't know, I think that draws you together and, and Dean Smith, like I say, with the right additions can can build something that, listen, 16, 15, 16th will, will be good enough this year to go again like a Burnley have and teams have done, have stayed up, Southampton's have, you know, and go again. So, yeah, looking good for Villa. Any worries for Sheffield United, Rob? Not quite the start. 
from them that, that we, we would have won it. Two, two defeats, no goals scored. Again, I think we, we talked about it in our preview of the season. Goals is an issue for this team. Uh, last season, they were ninth in the league, scored 39 goals, conceded 39 goals. I mean, you can't be, if your top scorer's got six goals, at least must say, and I think it was Ollie McBurney, you've got a bit of a problem. You've got to find somebody who, who can get your goals again. And, you know, McGoldrick and Ollie Burke up front don't fill you with, with that much hope. The, the only thing I'd say, Rob, it's really early yet for Ollie Burke. And, yeah. You know, I know the situation with the swap deal mm. um, and that Chris Wilder wanted more pace up front. Yeah. I thought he looked pretty lively. You know, mm. I thought he, he is lightning quick. But, yeah. Um, he's only 23. I kind of like it for them. I like mm. it. They've done a bit of bad luck. The John Egan red card. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a key thing, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had Tim Howard in the studio and he was quite strong on it being very, very harsh in his opinion, being a red card. I was yeah. more understanding of the call, particularly early on when he yeah. even grabbed it, grabbed him, yeah. pulled him initially. Um, it was Watkins, wasn't it? He pulled at Ollie Watkins. Oh, Watkins, yeah. It was Egan and Watkins. They kind of wrestled for the ball, didn't they? Yeah. Did you think it was a foul? Um, not as strong. I mean, I, I thought it was harsh. I, mm. I, I have to say, I agree with you. I thought it was a little harsh. I thought they were sort of both at it. And I know it was instigated by Egan, but it was as it was going through, I thought mm. it's a big call. And then I thought mm. Chris Wilder made a couple of good points like, okay, if the referee gives it, Shouldn't he go? Couldn't he go into the monitor to just add another look to be sure? Isn't that what we're talking about now in those situations? No, we're not on a red card because it can't be re-refereed. Yeah, well, I think I think what people will start to get a bit confused with. We got to remember, Rob, what VAR is going to do. Re- VAR clear and, obvious error. clear and obvious error. Yeah, but couldn't they have said to me that was he'd made an error? The red card's an error. Yeah, but was it a clear and obvious error, Rob? It wasn't. Come on, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. Depends on your interpretation. No. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, so that's what you've got to decide if you're the VAR. Yeah. You want to stop yeah. him, get in his ear and say, listen, we yeah. think that's an error. Go and make a look at it. And they didn't. Um, no. I tend to agree with that, but you know, the fact that we're both kind of... Yeah. I, I, think, I, I just thought if he across, sees it again and then gives a red, I'd have been happier. To have done it just off what he saw, sometimes, you know, you look, you think, oh, and you give the card. And then I just thought he could have given himself a moment and reaffirmed his first his decision or not. Now, who's not whether that's the VAR, not for, they've not felt it's clear and obvious, then that's why mm. he's not looked. Yeah, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was clear and obvious enough to, to ask him to have a look. If I was doing VAR. Yeah, well, that's what they've got to decide, Rob. If, yeah. if, if they feel like, you know... It was Graham Scott, I think it was. Mike Mike Dean was the VAR. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was Graham Scott. If, if He's got to make a call. He yeah. makes a call. And then Mike Dean's got to be like, have a look at it again. Like, yeah. you know what? Nah, it's not. Or, yeah. or, or he's got to get in his ear and say, Graham, you've got to look at that. I think it's a big error. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Maybe not big enough. But again, yeah, yeah, one of those that could have gone either way. But certainly changed the game. Egan out. He's going to miss, obviously, the next game. Yeah. Uh, against Leeds, and it's Sheffield United. Leeds, massive game for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sheffield United. I'm sure they'll be all right. Chris Wilder will, will get them ticking along, and I think it'll be okay. Get, yeah, yeah. I think there's nothing in that squad and about them t- to get things going. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. Um, Should we just get a bit of news and notes in before we wrap this one up? Um, Chelsea Football Club, always something going on at Chelsea, Robbie Musto. We hear that um, Eduardo Mende... Like confirmed in at the football club, so as much as Frank was loving Kepper and supporting Kepper, it's going to be interesting when three goalkeepers, Caballero, Kepper, and Mendy now in in the in the house. It pretty much looks like that's going to be done, and I can only see he's only going to come as number one, isn't he? I, I can't for life of me think that you know Kepper's going to be still the number one goalkeeper there. Well, I, I did see a line, and we think it's going to be confirmed. Tomorrow, Thursday, yeah. I think this. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, I did see a line from the club, or sort of saying that Kepa is the number one. He's there to challenge the number one. So it, oh. it, it, it's the official line. But I think yeah. we all know it, it, he's going to be the number one. He's going to go yeah. straight into the team. Um, they need him in the team. They can't yeah. afford these silly errors and drop him more points. Yeah. So I think you know he'll go straight into the team. It's something that Frank Lampard wanted. Um, yeah. Mendy apparently was was picked with Pedacek's kind of jet, yeah, or, yeah. Or, his, or his, you know, mm-hmm. he looked over these goalkeepers and the, the approval was for for Mendy. So that's yeah. that's something that will make them better, Rob, as well. You know, yeah. And just thinking of the uh, of Chelsea Barnsley in the League Cup, just yeah, just finished, happen, just yeah. finished. Um, Kai Havertz, yes, hat trick. Uh, Welcome to Chelsea. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. It's only and, well done, and by the way, kind of needed something just to kickstart him, and you know, with all the fees and the players and people sort of saying, oh, you know, I haven't seen much. Mm. Yes, it was Bonzi. Yes, it's a League Cup, but that'll do him a bit of good, a bit of confidence, some nice interplay with uh, Tammy Abraham and a couple of goals, and um, he'll, he'll be better for that. That's where the cup competition sometimes, even though they're big clubs and whether it's your priority or not. Sometimes it's good to get a game under your belt to, to mm. score those goals. And, uh, yeah, do him absolutely no harm. Um, as you say, welcome to Chelsea Football Club. How long do you think... So, we all know what Chelsea have got now, and they've got... Yeah. You know, yeah. Chelsea was play tonight, didn't he? He had a run out as well. Yeah. they got they got new a lot of new players. Yeah. How long... Tell, tell the Chelsea fans, Rob, how mm. long will it take for, for Frank to settle on his best eleven? Because he's got a lot of sorting out to do. I mean, it, could, it could take weeks. Week. Even like when he all starts to 
feel like it fits into place. And and I'm going to go honestly and, and, and what I totally believe where Frank is. It might take a season, Rob. It might take a season to work it all out. Jeez, that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, I know people will say 10, 15, 20 games, but I'm saying it might be different combinations, different things. You think something's working, you don't. It, yes, you want it to work, and yes, 15 games in, 20 games in, you're wanting to know what is best team when we're playing certain teams. But I don't know, different systems now, different ways of playing. You know, it's 4 3 3, 4 2 3 1, 3 at the back. I just think that might take him a little while. It might take this season for it all come, to come together, for him to think it through and that right now we're ready to go. Now, I know you're known and people will say it's got to be quicker and maybe Chelsea will expect it to be yeah. quicker. But these players, Rob, who don't settle in the Premier League, these players who come into this league, it takes them a year or two to, to settle. Hmm. Yeah, I know it does. Some some players do. I mean, it, I, I just, I, I thought your answer would be something like, or what my answer would be something like four, five, six weeks. Would you? Well, yeah. he'll know his best 11. Yeah, well, just, I mean, listen, minus a player that, that yeah. really is uncomfortable and doesn't settle, whoever that might be, if there is one. But well, well, let's, let's just, okay, let's just talk that through a, a moment. So, like a Pulisic, okay, we think he's probably in the starting 11 now. If he plays two or three weeks, you know, and ZX around and Hudson the door, he might be back and, and Mount and da da da. You're yeah. saying. Stick with that Pulisic, easy guy, because that's where you go. And I, I would have thought that's going to rotate a few times. But but where's, I mean, someone like Christian Pulisic, it isn't his best spot on that left side, left yeah. side of, of a third? Yeah, no, it's not easy, Rob. You know, no, absolutely. field and stuff could, can be different kind of, and that's what I'm saying, kind of four to six weeks to figure out what, with what he's got that utilises their abilities the most this is the system that's going to be... Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good point. So, but I don't think in his head... Do you think in his head he's got the system nailed down to what he wants? In the, I still think, don't think he knows how to use... Whether Kante's in or out of his best 11. Whether it's Jorginho sitting with the Kovacic and another, or it's a Kante in there to, steal, to, to help win the ball back. And I don't think it might be horses for courses. Yeah, it, it might be. But horses for courses kind of suggest that each week, the, the, the team's going to change, Rob. I can't think of yeah, that. It doesn't happen at Liverpool who've won a title. It doesn't particularly happen at City. You kind of know who the best yeah. 10 or 11 are going to be. That's what I think Frank's got to work out, Rob. I still, still think in his formative years as a Premier League manager, those are things he's got to work out. And he's also got to work that defence out because we continue to talk about things going forward. He's got yeah. to find a defence that he knows he can rely on that ain't mm. going to get cheap goals away. Yeah, and, and then from there... You organise your midfield in terms yeah. of protection and get a yeah. solid base. I, I just final thing on me. I just think when yeah. when he's lining up all these players, don't you think he's got a flipping bit of paper and he's writing out? Cool, be, we'll have him from there. He'll go there. I think he'll have an idealistic way, Robbie. I would love to see these this, these players fit together. Of course, yeah. four to six weeks to figure out yeah. who settled, how that looks. Yeah. Right, actually, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. And maybe Werner's better on the left, or maybe yeah. have. So I know there's some tweaking to do, mm. but I wouldn't expect it to take all season season long for him to kind of pin down the best kind of team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got they got to finish top four again. They did it last year. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he can't 
you know, it's been a bit of a shaky start, to be honest with you, when you look at the, the results and well beaten by Liverpool and yeah. shaky versus Brighton, they won, but wasn't. So, of course, I don't expect yeah, it to be great. But there's some, there's some good yeah. players, young players, that, that he must be excited about how to try and design his team. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch. You know, yeah. he's got the players this year. He's got plenty to choose from. It might be deciding who's in, most importantly, who's out yeah. um, to get things right. Just a little bit more news uh, before we talk uh, about the big game of the weekend, mate. Just this sort of the latest COVID-19 test that we saw uh, yesterday before the League Cup game for, for West Ham against Hull. We saw David Moyes, Issa Diop and Josh Cullen have all tested positive. Night before, we, we, there was a number of late Norwich players who tested positive. That game was postponed. We're yet to see when that one's going to be played. It's just a little worry that it seems to be creeping back into the game, Rob, into those bubbles that we've had very few positive tests, been, you know, brilliant protocols and lots of safety. Is there a worry that it could start to creep in and we get some games cancelled? Yeah, it, it, it is a worry. We know in the UK that mm. there's a proper spike going on. Yeah. So I think today there was a record number of new cases and our testing, mm. testing has been improved, but there's a bit of a worry there. I just think, Rob, all the players have been away on international duty and they've, they've yeah. get them back at home, get them back into that routine of training ground. They te- get tested, I th- is it once a week now? I think it might, re- I, whatever, they're going to have to do more testing if it starts yeah. to up a little bit. But I hope not. My goodness, mm. I hope not. I think Spurs, yeah. by the way, Rob, I was just reading earlier. Yeah. I think Spurs are going to go through on that. I think Leighton Orient of, of How are they? It's almost impossible to reschedule the game or something. Yeah, that's going to be the problem with the, with the season, isn't it? It's so condensed. If, if yeah. There's nowhere to fit games in. Yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was reading just an article before coming that David Moyes is doing everything that he can because he wants to get his hands on his team for the big game at the weekend because, you know, they can ill afford an, another defeat. And he can't, he's got to be at home, hasn't he? Yeah, I know. He's got to be 10, uh, 10 days isolation, I believe. And then he's got to be retested before he's allowed back in. Yeah to the thing so yeah it's, it's, it's a difficult one and, and we also heard this week as well that the the news has been pushed back that there'll be no fans in stadiums we're hoping from October the 1st that might be the start of some fans getting there and we can mm-hmm. fill that up it's probably looking like the turn of next year before we're going to see the fans returning to the stadium as you say which is disappointing but obviously we want everybody to be safe yeah. stay healthy and, and, and get this kind of spike down and hopefully we can get back to fans being back in the stadium Mm. All right, mate. So let's look ahead. And mm. the, the marquee game, the big game is on Monday. Marquee, yes. I think it's three o'clock Eastern time. I think it's been yeah three fifteen Eastern. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's been pulled back to three o'clock. Right? Oh, has it now? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, no, the yeah. yeah. Uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal. I mean, I tell you what, Arsenal have, have looked really good, Rob. I think we've agreed on that. They've they've got yeah shape, different, and it's a different spirit. And a, mm. and, a, and a defensive setup that makes it super interesting because I think yeah. whoever, whoever Liverpool play, Liverpool, uh, Arsenal have got a game plan for it. Because yeah. we've seen it in big games where they can sit back and, and, mm. and soak up a little bit of pressure and play on a counter-attack. They can also be proactive. With, I hope Saka plays, by the way. I know maybe yeah. or, or Maitland-Niles as a left wing-back. But they've shown in, yeah. well, in the last game that they can play good football going forward. So they could. this is going to be an interesting and difficult game for Liverpool. Yeah, it is. And, and all of a sudden, Arsenal look like they're gonna, more responsible without the ball, which at times you, you, you're you going to go to Anfield and not have the ball. But if they can set themselves up, if you say the Saka with a, a Bamian, like a Zet's got two in, in, in two, 
this threats, these threats over this Arsenal team that can cause Liverpool problems. So I think it's a really nice test for Arsenal in terms of things have been going well and, and, and you know, from the end of last season in the Premier League to, you know, now and the, the trophies and, and the, the things that have, that have happened at the football club. It's a nice little test just to kind of say, OK, where are we? Yeah. Yeah. Where are we on this road? Yeah, and it's interesting, Rob, isn't it? The front three. Yeah. You know, we always tend to compare... Yeah, it will give it. We always seem to compare it back to Liverpool's front three, don't we? William yeah. Lacazette and Aubameyang, Mo Salah, mm. Firmino, Sadio Mane. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Liverpool's front three edge it on terms edge of it. Yeah, but... production and goals and everything mm. else. But but still, Arsenal have made big strides there. When you look at the Liverpool team, Rob, what we saw uh, was interesting with Thiago coming on. Um, yeah. Fabinho started the game mm, as centre-back. Yeah. A couple of things for you. Is it something we might see a lot more, given yeah. that Thiago yeah. can yeah. play in there? Gives him a different option, Rob. Gives him an absolutely different option of what he can do in that midfield three. You know, we're all thinking, well, if Gomez plays or Matic plays, then, you know, how's he going to fit that three? All of a sudden, you get Fabinho next to Van Dijk, who look comfortable, who can pass out the back, who's a good reader of the game, who's an intelligent footballer. Now you can mix that up with Hendo, with, with Thiago, with Ronaldo, maybe there, or Cater, or Ox, or Milner. I mean, he's got plenty, plenty of ways he can go about that midfield and get that footballer in there, get that passing and con- mm-hmm. um, continuity guy that, he, that gives him a different option. It's fascinating, mate, isn't it? I mean, I think everybody's mm-hmm. got their opinion about what their best midfield is for Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. And might change given the opponents that mm. granted. Where did just you know Thiago? We all know Thiago. Yeah. And yeah. we saw him come on against yeah. Chelsea and made a yeah. million passes. And yeah. and we're gonna do a little I'm gonna do a little um a little analysis of Thiago um in terms of what he might do or where he might play in this Liverpool team going forward. Yeah. How do you see that shape, Robbie? Assuming, by the way, and, and actually well, no, not assuming they're gonna play four three three. If you yeah. see something different or think something different. How best do you utilise Thiago in this Liverpool team? The holding one of the three that releases Hendo to do a little bit more what Hendo really wants to do. And then you get the next one, too, who can be the, the one who, who maybe hits the box more. Cater, Wijnaldum if he stays. Ox if he's fit. Milner to a certain degree, although Milner shares it with Hendo. But I think he becomes that central guy. I think he links out the back, Rob. He's, he'll have yeah. the ball, whatever the situation He's a metronome for, for pacing the game. So I think these times at Liverpool hmm. sometimes get a bit impetuous. I think he's a guy who can calm you down a little bit with his passing. And sometimes we see Klopp on there. Just keep the ball. Just keep the ball. I think he's that guy, Rob. I think he's that guy that could regulate Liverpool. The only thing I worry about that, Rob, and I totally agree, um, is at times if you're going to play him as the holding player, is he that is he that protecting? Is I'd he like that to get across the pitch and... Yeah, I mean, Fabinho is magnificent mm. at breaking things up and using yeah, yeah. to win the ball and second balls. It, they could lose that. Yeah, people can do it in different ways. So he's doing it by keeping the ball, isn't he? His thing is he's not yeah. going to give the ball away. So if you don't give the ball, if you don't give the ball away, I ain't going to have to win it back right. for you. Right. You know, he's safer than any other midfield player that they've got in terms of making yeah. my decisions, keeping possession. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting, and whether. You know, teams might think you can bully him out of play a little bit and get amongst him and, you know I mean, rough him up a little bit, not allow him time. 
be physical with him? Is you know how does he stand that game if, if people want to try and impose on him? I mean, Hendo is, can handle himself. Fabinho's like is a centre back playing in midfield with that ability. Hmm. Thiago's slightly different, more of a footballer. I just just finally on it. I, I do quite like the thought of Fabinho alongside Thiago in a two, right? So that yeah, double, and, then three. Pivot. Mm. and then you probably have to have three and then a one three with one. Yeah, it just makes it a bit odd. You talk about you know whether Jota comes in then or Minamino. You know, could you drop Bobby in as the ten? Yeah, what play Salah as the nine? For yeah, the play Salah up as the nine. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it gives him some options, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you say, in a two. Yeah. It works different. But um, yeah, looking forward to that one. Big game at Anfield. Um, just one more to, to talk about Brighton versus Manchester United. Um, you know, I didn't get obviously get off to a great start. The few wants to Palace. Brighton, um, who played well against Chelsea and then beat. Stam, I think it was at the weekend, 3 0. Newcastle, uh, Newcastle. Newcastle, right? sorry, yeah, 3 0. Neil Mope scored two, assisted in one. And we've talked a lot about Graham Potter's team. I mean, they, I wouldn't say looking forward to Manchester United coming down, but I think they'll be ready for the challenge, Brian. It's a shame in some ways, Rob, because Eve Basuma would be suspended for this. Yeah. The kick out, yeah. the kind of accent. Yeah. So he's going to be suspended. And they mm. have been so good, him alongside Alzate. Yeah. Brighton have the, have the possibility of embarrassing United, Rob, with the ball. Mm, yeah. I really, I really yeah. think that, that if they're at their best and nipping the ball around, they could really annoy Manchester mm. United. Yeah, United yeah they kick up possession, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they kick the ball really well. Um, it's just, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of Man United fans that are listening to this, to this Rob. And, like, again, how long? I, and we understand the pre-season and, and the difficulties mm. that most clubs have had. Yeah, so, so most clubs have added. United situation now, Rob, with a poor start and nothing mm. really in the transfer market. Are they going to sort it out? Is I mean, I mean always talking it down. I heard him after the League Cup last night and he was asked about, you know, I'll expect some new faces. And he said, you know, at this moment, I'm going with what I've got. I'll let, you know, basically sort of taking the pressure off the people upstairs saying that there might be no money. Almost like there may be no new faces coming in before the window. Mm. Which is, is a little bit shocking, really, in terms of where everybody else is going, where everybody else is trying to go. It's mm. a little bit shocking. Well, it, it, for me, it comes back mm. to, to this. The two most important people in that football club mm. is the head coach or the manager, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and the yeah. guy who's been doing the deals with the players, yeah. Ed Woodward. Yeah. Are you, Robbie Earl, if you were a United fan, would mm. you sit back and think, you know what, I've got th- of those two, those two most important roles. I've got two mm. late, I've got two fantastic people to do that job. Do you trust those two guys in those two jobs? That's that's where the problem is. The manager's not he's not a Man United manager. He's, he's an interim manager for me. We we I've said it before. He's not he, he's not a world class manager. Manager world. Well, I think that's a bit harsh. I think you've got to give him a full hand to prove whether he is, and that means the guy above him who you say the relationship with Edward was got to give him the tools. He's deserved the right to have the tools to 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 prove himself or fail, and he will do given the tools. But, you, but if you don't give him, if you don't give him the the, the the relevant players to 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 at least be on par with the other teams who've strengthened, how can you how can you can you say he, he's not a man? Mm. He's not. He's an interim manager. Of course, he's an interim manager because he's not. He's not. He can't go into the, the same battle as the other guys because he, he's not got the armory. 
Mm. I mean, it was interesting like, last night. He brought, he brought on the three subs in, in uh, the League Cup game against Luton. Um, they, they were 1-0 up and then on came Fernandez, on came Rashford and on came Greenwood with 10 or 15 minutes to go. He got a goal. Greenwood got a goal. Rashford got a goal and they won the game three in the end. And, and it, it was almost like you felt they both, both players needed the goal. Felt both players kind of need to, to loosen up and get going. But there's just so much expectancy on players. And I think I said in the pub before that Marcus Rashford could have 17 goals or seven goals. Mason Greenwood could have 20 goals or six goals. We really don't know. We've seen one half season, one season for, for maybe uh, Rashford, where we've seen the numbers go up. We've seen the productivity. But are we convinced that these guys can do it? But isn't that, doesn't that come down to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's kind of uh, uh, trust in these players, Rob, that these mm. young players will step up and be the yeah. 20 goal? Yeah, he has got averages. But they also need some other players to help them, to assist them, to push them, to add competition that, that the other teams have got. Mm. I mean, you can't tell me Jogo Jota wouldn't have been interested to go to Manchester United if he's available. Mm. Um, now, yeah. whether he's the right player or not is, is up for debate. But I'm talking, there is people around on the market who would have aided Manchester United's challenge at this stage. And you might say, well, they can't get the, Sa- the Sanchos of the world for 100 million. Go and buy somebody for 25. Not Go and get Callum Wilson. He's better than Igalo. He brings something in. He knows the league. Or go and get Danny Ings. Hmm. Yeah, they could do, a, they could do a, a, a more experienced striker. Mm. They could absolutely do with a replacement or competition for Victor Lindelof. Need a centre-back, mate. Need a centre-back. They yeah. cannot go in thinking they're going to go top four without two centre-back pairing. I mean, Baye played in the League Cup last night. I was interested. Baye Maguire played, so mm. maybe he's he's coming back in the favour. We'll have to wait and see how that one goes. Yeah, I mean, they, they, given, given United at their best and given mm. the wide spaces that Brighton will probably allow them with the expansive football, yeah. they, they should go there and find Yeah, they should, they should. I mean, you know, first day and everything, not 100% fit and all that, all those things. They've got a game week under the belt, you know, a couple of goals in the League Cup for a couple of key players. I'd expect them to start grinding into gear and I'd expect them to win the game. But as you say, they allow Brian to get on the ball and, and, and keep possession. They might yeah, be, be chasing a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting one at the Amex. That's on Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. So look forward to that one, mate. But uh, I think that's where we'll wrap it up. Match week two seemed to go on forever. It's done and dusty. There's been an incredible 44 goals from the 10 matches this weekend. So I'm not sure if it's either good attacking or really bad defending. To be honest, I don't really care as long as the goals keep going in. We'll be back on Sunday, September the 27th. That's a date for your diary when we'll look back on all the games from the weekend. We'll also take another look forward to Arsenal taking on Liverpool at Anfield. It's going to be a big Monday night football game. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Mosto together with two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe and be healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 